is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. That's right. It is another edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Martin. With me, as always, my co-host, partner in crime, Jody Claypool, sitting across the desk here at the beautiful Kedco Studio offices. Sun finally decided to come out this morning. We started with some clouds and some fog, but hey, uh, it's the winter season, unfortunately, Jody, and uh, we see more clouds than sunshine here in northern Indiana. Not to dissuade anybody, but uh, how you been, buddy? I've been good. Good. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. So um, it's been a little while, honestly, since we talked. We had a lot of these in the can. Yeah, we've been slowly. We're releasing now every or two weeks, uh, bi-monthly, let's just say. So twice a month uh, these are coming out. So I hope you have been uh, listening and catching up. If not, these are all available through the uh, Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. You can go back and listen to episode one which uh, probably sounds a lot different than what we're doing here today. But uh, we have a special guest with us today, uh, looking local again here, getting stories of local folks that are involved here in the greater Kosciuszko County area. And I'm looking forward to hearing from uh, Mr. Ryan Hill and Jody. I know that he's a, he's a good friend of yours. You guys have done uh, had some interesting adventures together from just what I'm hearing in the, in, in the beginning. So I'm going to let you introduce Ryan, and uh, we'll get this podcast on the road. Yeah, and, and for those listeners who... Um are going to be joining us on this journey uh, for today's episode. Uh, Brian Martin forgot his headset, so uh, it's going to be just me and uh, Ryan Hill. So it'll still be Jody and Ryan, just, you know, a different Ryan. Yeah, so today we've got Ryan Hill. Um, and for anybody who's been in this area for any period of time, you know who this guy is. He's fantastic. Um, he's got his, uh, hands in many different things around the community. Uh, he's, a, he's a positive force for good in the community and we're excited to have him on. So Ryan, welcome. Well, thank you, Jody. I appreciate that kind introduction. Yeah. So, um, this podcast is just a, it's a casual conversation. Um, and what we're looking for is to learn about the Ryan Hill and, uh, get your origin story. So let's, uh, let's start off with, you know, uh, your background. Uh, so my family and I were local here, um, born and raised, went to Warsaw High School. Uh, I actually attended college here or at Anderson University, um, and then moved away out to the West Coast. So roots are here. Absolutely love this area. A lot more than I did when I moved out to California. I very much miss this area. Um, family have had business here for a long time. Grandfathers were farmers in the area, so grew up on a farm, um, Father has always has been at our Donleys and Son, or now is uh, I can't even remember the name of the company that's out there now, but I've always referred to it as Donleys. Um, and we've had businesses here. So parents started a martial arts school in Pearson, Indiana. It would have been thirty years last month. Right. So a lot of people, when they think hills, they think hills. Yeah. Uh, taekwondo. Um, and it's kind of weird because in with us three boys, we were very accomplished in the realms of that sport. Not only we were always athletic, we did things. Uh, here for Warsaw, 
But on the side, we grew up traveling all over the U.S. just competing. Uh, thankfully to my mother, who's definitely afraid of flying, flying, we stayed in a minivan traveling from Friday through Sunday, whether we were going out to New York, down to Florida, or even making trips to Las Vegas in that minivan cramped with a bunch of people. So we got to know each other pretty well as yeah, a family. And play way. some of those survival skills. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, but we grew up doing that. So being in Pearson, it was really interesting because we brought a lot of talent from all over the U.S. that would come to train with our family. Um, we were blessed enough to be able to, within the realm of the five of us, we have six world titles between that family. So it it was an amazing accomplishment to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, at that point, um, you know, my parents are still involved in doing martial arts in Columbia City now. The Pearson one, uh, they actually put up for sale last year just because of everything that happened with COVID. It kind of was a small town that was, you know, very big impact to that. Sure, yeah. Columbia City still is, with the growth of the industry that's going up there, um, it's been moving really well, which is actually part of the place where I first met you. So, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm happy to see that. I made the transfer over to uh, back to Warsaw in 2013 to open up CrossFit Haymaker um, and still been there to this day. So that's mainly been my main priority with my wife, Sarah, who... Uh, is now just down the block here doing her medical aesthetic practice for Warsaw Body Sculpting. So we're really ingrained into this downtown area right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. And for those of you uh, who haven't been able to go over and visit the Haymaker, it's over by, uh, what is that? That would be on the uh, east side of Box Park, right? Yes. So yeah. uh, Market Street, right over there, where you see where the Rotary Club put that kind of little park right there. Uh, we're right across the street from that. Yeah, it's a great facility. Uh, anybody listening should go check it out. Even just to go say hi and just just meet the people. Oh, I love meeting people. new people coming in. So yeah. we got a great community there, um, and a lot of mix. I mean, it's it's anywhere from we've got eight year old kids in there to now uh, doing private lessons with eighty year olds that are coming in there. So it's just an awesome mix of people that are in there right now. Yeah, and I I can tell you I did my stint. I I really. Uh, I mixed it up right when the, the Haymaker first opened, and it was great. It's fun. It's a good time. Okay, so you, um, how many world titles do you have? Uh, I have two. Um, back in, I see it would be 2001. I have to keep doing math there. It's been a while. Um, I won it for the 17- and 29-year-old men's group. Uh, so right before my senior year of high school. Um, so it was, I always say, it was a big blessing, but it was kind of a, huge uh curse because that was kind of my competitive peak and then i was just like all right i'm done I, i'm out of here um most people thrive after that it it really banged up my body quite a bit to get to that point yeah. um we traveled i remember friends in high school going we never see you and it's like because three times out of the month we were traveling to a different state competing because it, it was a year-long cycle of yeah. accumulating points and figuring out who your next opponent was and how you're going to beat them when it comes to going for that world title. And it was, it was tough. So, so it, while you were doing this, did you also compete in other high school type? Yeah. So, sports? um, all three of us are really known for track. Um, I ran track also in college. Um, my, uh, older brother, uh, could have ran down at Indiana state, but ended up not running down there. Um, he was a phenomenal 400, this a 400 meter open. Uh, Corey still owns the 110 records here for Warsaw. I actually came back from Anderson and coached him that year. I was really proud of him for getting that record. Um, he still has it. So we did that. We also played football, soccer, 
Um, but you know, we just, we grew up on a farm. So it was, we were, the sunlight was up. My parents like get outside, friends would be over and we were always doing something. We were, you know, football, basketball, jumping up in the hay mow, anything that was, we could do. We weren't really stuck inside, um, on video games too much because we're pretty hyper boys for my parents. So, so in your family, um, would, uh, would harvest and bale and store hay too, right? As Um, part of the business. So we rent out. Uh, when my grandfather died, I was young when he died. He was the one that farmed quite a bit on the southern side of town. So when he passed, uh, we just kind of rented out the property for crops. But we grew up with horses. So, I mean, at one time we had 14 horses on our property. So we were always mucking stalls, bailing oh, hay. Oh, sure, yeah. Like right. we, we were doing that stuff like crazy. So um, I give that a lot of credit to the work ethic that my parents kind of instilled into me by doing stuff on the farm to be able to get to where we're at now. So I'm always appreciative to that childhood growing up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and I can relate, you know, I've got my history, uh, on the farm. And so, uh, I, I, I can attribute that to, you know, getting up early and getting to work. (laughs) Yeah. The early part's the hard one when you want to, you don't want to get up too early as a young kid, but you got to get out there and uh, help get that, you know, you can pull what, hey, three times a year. So you're out there like, oh, but, nope, you got to get on that wagon and get going. That's so. right. Yeah. And anybody who's ever tried to, uh, to bail in shorts, and if you didn't have a kick oh, bail a or something, idea. oh, yeah. yeah. You learn quick that was a bad idea. <laughs> okay. So you, um, what inspired the uh, opening of the uh, Taekwondo uh, MMA studio? Um, so, and about, 2004 and you know i make the sorry i make the assumption that that's the first business that you started um it was okay. it was um in 04 i was down fighting so after i'd won my world titles i only kind of showed up to like the major competitions like a world's or a nationals or an international comp um i was fighting down in little rock arkansas for at world championships and uh, after i got done competing uh i had an individual approach me about giving me a job offer in san diego okay um, at that point, I had no idea who the guy was. I just got done competing. I was tired. And I was like, okay. So I took his business card. Um, went back and told my dad about it. My dad's like, well, that individual actually has the largest martial arts school worldwide. So it, you, I'd smack you in the back of the head if you didn't take that opportunity just to see what he wanted from you. Um, at this time, I was still at Anderson University. I was a finance major focused on entrepreneurship, love small business and exercise science. So I was like, I'm just, you know, give give it a shot. Flew out there. um, And I didn't know I was flying out there for basically an audition. So for the weekend, I was going through a bunch of, you know, interviews that he had set up. And he had a board of three other individuals there observing me teach and competing and train. And to be honest, that first day, I I bombed it. I mean, I just sat there. um, I heard them saying, like, don't hire this guy. Um, he's, you know, he's from small town, Indiana. He's not going to work out here in San Diego. This is too big of an industry. Don't do it. So that night I was trying to figure out, all right, what did, what did I do wrong to fall my face so hard that first day that I can come back the next day and impress them? And I did. They offered me a job at the end of that next day. Hmm. Um, so what he was trying to do was find five superstars in the sport at the time and bring them out to San Diego, LA area to compete, um, perform, and to basically start developing school systems out there in five different locations. 
So I was the first person he ever brought out there to do that. Um, with that being said, enjoyed it, blew out my knee, had a pretty rough time coming back from that when that knee injury occurred and moved back a couple years after that. Um, when I moved back, my father had just, uh, one of his students opened up a school in Columbia City. It was struggling. Um, and he kept hounding me like, hey, I know you're injured. Let's get you right. Let's get you back in here. And I was like, dad, I have no, no interest into it. At this point, I, I really didn't know what was you know, my future going to be off of that. Um, after, you know, about three months of hounding me, went up there and gave it a try, fell back in love with it and started the Columbia city school, uh, there from my father, which just took off. Yeah. Right. Um, really enjoyed, I've always enjoyed being around not only kids to adults, but developing a family structured community within any business that I go to. And when we started that place, it did. It felt like it was broken, and we had to come back to fix everything. So we went from, I think he had about 30 students to within a year, we were about 150 students. Then that next year, going up over 200 members there. And in Columbia City at the time, without the growth, that was a huge thing to accomplish. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that's where Columbia City started off of that. Down the road, um, Haymaker... I was doing personal training on the side because you've been up to that building. There was two different spots. I was able to do personal training and then be on the main floor. Kept kind of doing that realm and was really enjoying getting back to that exercise science. Well, had some members that were friends watching me train up there in Columbia City, knowing I'm from Warsaw, still driving back and forth Columbia City. Not a big drive, but still when, you know, Sarah at this point were pregnant, that ended up being quite a bit. Um, gave an opportunity to be like, hey, we want to bring you back into Warsaw. Um, so Haymaker kind of came out of that. And I was working both positions at that time. So I was putting in over 100 hours a week, working up there in Columbia City and then trying to get Haymaker started. Yeah. Um, and it was at a point where I just had to take a step away from Columbia City and then in 2013 made the full drive down here to Warsaw. So now I'm here. Fantastic. Well, then uh, that's uh, I, I got to witness that transition, um, and uh, I completely appreciate the fact that you did that personally, um, because uh, at the time I was um, making my own transition from Columbia City because I used to live in Columbia City to oh. Warsaw. Yeah, I used to live north of Columbia City, off of Goose Lake, ironically. <laughs> And then it relocated to the other Goose Lake. That's area. right. Oh. And then I moved to Goose Lake south of Warsaw. And uh, at, and you had made that uh, transition to Haymaker. Uh, and I was working at Building 5 in Box Park. And oh, so, nice. Yeah. And so it was nice to just come in. And, and the people that I was um, working out with at Haymaker were all in my department. <laughs> so we would all just go work out and then immediately go to work at uh, Zimmer. So it was fantastic. Like, uh, you remember Leonard and... Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his wife and uh, that whole crew, yeah. That was a fun group. That was always at uh, 6 a.m. Yeah, that that's was, right. Yeah. That was their 6 a.m. group, yeah. So I appreciate that. Uh, um, part of uh, this podcast, um, the, the goal of the podcast is to know Ryan, right? Um, and we want to know Ryan because there's somebody like that who's either interested in meeting you, who isn't from the area, um, or maybe is from the area but hasn't met you yet. Um or they, re they recognize something about you in them, and that makes them want to turn the wheel and explore the area. So what your 
a bit biased since you're from the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you were going to create a brochure, right, and really sell this area hard and get that person, that, that Ryan Hill driving down 30 who hasn't been to this area, what, what would you tell that person about this area that would make them turn that wheel? Well, part of the reason um, I get... You know, people are like, you're crazy for moving from San Diego, one of the most beautiful cities in the U.S., to back here to Warsaw. But there was something that was ingrained to me that I, even though I saw the beauty of that, which one, the beauty of this area that we have with all the lakes, integrating with the Greenway Trails, this, for me, the activity that I have here in a small town, I got more activity here than I did back in San Diego. Um, but I missed the realm of my family. And how close this community was. Right. Um, I didn't see that in a bigger city. And that kind of, that was a part that was missing from me. So big big part for me was coming back here to being able to, one, walk down the street, smile at people where they actually make eye contact with you instead of walking right by. And being able to have a conversation with strangers. I, I miss having that. And Warsaw Wine on the Lake, I was able to do that. Um, fast forward to where we're at now. The expansion and growth of Warsaw that was that's happening right now in comparison to when I came back in 2006 um, kind of blows me away. Seeing all of um, downtown being renovated, the breweries, the businesses that are coming into this area, seeing the Greenway Trails expanding not only from Winona Lake where it was, yeah, we knew there were some you know dirt trails in there for riding the bikes, but now it's expanding all through Grace College, um, down all the way into KCH, even coming down to Haymaker, the, that's the part of that sidewalk is that Greenway Trail that's coming in there. So I can literally hop on my bike or run from uh, Haymaker back to my house in Tawainona Lake, which is four miles. But in that loop, I'm getting to see um, a small town that doesn't feel like a small town anymore. It's grown quite a bit. So there is a um, there's quite a bit more to do at that point now than what there was before. To turn in here off the road, a lot of people I see all the time that um, or hear them at stores like, oh, this is this another small town onto 30 going through. But the restaurants we have downtown between 110, going over on Rua or heading down the Winona Lake to Australian Light Rail, hitting all those different restaurants up. Like if you just take a time to explore what's going on into Warsaw and drive into the area, I wouldn't doubt how many people would fall in love with just kind of that charm that we have here. Um so that's something that's always meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to my wife, Sarah, as well, for her to relocate her business into downtown because of how much more we're seeing the development happen and occur here. So I highly encourage with one for youth, try to find a place closer to downtown to start getting more involved into this area because there's a lot to happen if you actually listen to you know, podcasts like this from individuals that are trying to encourage get out here um, be involved into that to that downtown city life. So kind of small town downtown city life, right? Not too yeah, big, right. But I really enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, there there have been some little, um, and I don't want to steal your thunder for the next question, but there have been some areas that I have um, walked through, and it's like it's it's this little hidden gem that just kind of pops in front of you. It's like, oh man, I didn't know that was there. Yeah. Right, um, the um, where the three crowns used to be. There's this Indian, that biryani kitchen. Oh yeah, right. And so you're you're like walking, and then that aisleway kind of just pops out at you, and it's like, whoa! I remember when this just was like an old brick face, and you know, didn't really. It was kind of nondescript, but now it really 
pops out and grabs your attention. So I actually know um, Siva Nithi that own that. And we go down there at least once a week. Like, oh, fantastic. We, we love it. Um, Do you get the medium? No. So I'll, I'll go all in on it. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I go all in on it. So, Hero. Uh, Hero. I actually had, believe it or not, I was in there, and I saw that goat was on there. And I was like, oh, you know, coming from here, you know, you're not that expanded onto like a palette, right? right I was right, like, I'm, right. Not, I'm not going to try this. Siva went back and made made it like he's like, no, you're going you're going to try this, and that was one of the best dishes I think I had all this you, last year. So you went hot on goat because yeah. they over seasoned goat. Oh no, I I absolutely loved it. it it's it's a punch in the mouth. I loved it. I like Indian food, but I got the medium goat, and I was like, I need some yogurt. You just <laughs> some yogurt out. No, so. Luckily, my uh, my roommate in college was from India, so Donald uh, would always get me to expand a little bit when it came into uh, like spiciness to food. So I kind of got introduced that earlier on, so I knew what to expect when he was like, "No, no, no, you're going to try this and you're going to do it the right way." So yeah. his right way apparently was hot on that goat, and I mean it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. There, there's small things like that that. If you just take the chance to stroll down the sidewalk and see what's going on, things yeah. are popping up left and right, which is amazing. Yeah. So <clears throat> any gems, any hidden gems? If you were going to give somebody three hidden gems that they might not know about. Well, for me, like, so I'm going to go outside. Like one, I always, I'm going to be a little bit biased to the gym, right? So that's a little gem to me because when most people hear the realm CrossFit, they're just like, uh, you know, I see that stuff on TV in my sport. It's not at all what you see in the competition realm. Um, the community of people that are in there, uh, and every single class is a little bit different, right? There's a different culture in every different hour that we have. But they're so ingrained with business owners and workers in the area that they will take new people like, hey, let's go grab lunch. And they'll yeah. take them down to one of these, you know what I was talking about to the restaurants earlier with like 110 right down there that's a spot i love to go to yeah. especially in the summertime when they're doing the pop-up um like his mobile the mobile meals out there when he's doing that right in front of the courthouse yeah. like that yeah. those are some just killer things to be able to sit on the sidewalk and enjoying that um so but also to me i love going down to winona um if you knew me i'm slowed down on my coffee intake but i love heading into light rail um and then we used to refer a lot of people over to the bike shop. We still do, not used to, because I don't think people understand driving through. I will have people that visit all over the U.S. I'll take them on the trails. So we'll stop by, we'll rent some bikes, and then we'll head into Winona into the trails. They have more extensive trails than some people in like Washington, D.C. or out. And even when I was out in California, these are intense things going on out there, but it's a beautiful, whether you want to bike, jog, or walk, it's a beautiful area to do that. So if you got a day to kill, like, I mean, come down here, hit up one of the restaurants in here to uh, Brianna Kitchen, 110 Rua, head on down to Winona Lake, get a cup of coffee, grab a bike, get into the trails, or just explore that. Those areas in general just bring a lot of beauty to what we have here or head out in the lakes. I mean, you've got the yeah. paddleboard and uh, paddleboard rentals or boat rental down there at the lake shop. Head out in Winona, check it out. Yeah, you know, I've seen a lot more people, and maybe it's just me, maybe because I've been paying attention to it more. 
Um, but I see a lot more people renting the yeah. kayaks, canoes, paddle boards, and getting out there and doing that versus, you know, what the, I don't know what they were doing before, maybe just yeah, standing yeah. and watching. But, um, yeah, I see a lot more people out there in groups. Like, yeah. you'll, you'll have groups of four or five people out there kayaking around the lake. And that's and I'm actually started seeing it more, even just down here looking out the window, seeing it on Center Lake. I've yeah. been seeing more people starting to get out there on the paddleboard and kayak. Now, and Down there, I wonder if that, I, did they always have uh, availability to kayak and canoe on that lake? They're now, ha- I don't think they did. I think okay. that's why this expansion that we saw, um, basically expanding the downtown northern into the Center Lake Park, right. being able to get access to that and... I think that's helped people be able to say, oh, this was actually a very big, beautiful lake we've had right here in the middle of downtown. It's amazing how, like, we're sitting, right now, we're sitting on the other side of the courthouse to that lake. But just that stretch between um, where the courthouse is and the lake, that just, it, it was a huge transformation, just cleaning that out and making, beautifying that area. Yeah. It's and, changed the ambiance of that whole thing. And the, I kind of view that area, the way that this has been expanding is, um, for example, we'll go up to Fort Wayne from time to time. We saw like the landing where people have been walking out in the right, restaurants. Right, right. So essentially this strip right here, we've been having that. We have that access to it with the restaurants. Uh, more and more shops are coming into the downtown, but then we have that access walking all the way into the lake down there. Like, I mean, come on, that's kind of just a beautiful spot. To be it able is, to be it's at. a great walk too. It's nice. Um, but yeah, I'm always an advocate of encouraging people to get out and explore instead of staying inside. Um, so things like that have been, you know, pretty dear to my heart of getting active and getting out there and seeing the beauty of the small town and charm that we actually have here. Right on. Now, do you ever get, um, up North a little bit and check out Syracuse in that area? I do. Um, not as much as what I used to cause the gym takes quite a bit of my time. Um, but I, I, last time I was up there, um, I like to very much shop local. So there's a, we'll go up there and there's like butcher shop, the coffee shop. And then there's also all the greenways around in Syracuse now that I didn't realize had expanded so much. So we were actually just up there about a month ago doing some walks around on the Southern side of the lake, just kind of checking that out. And that was beautiful all through kind of the reeds and wetlands right there. So Yeah. yeah, they're kind of stepping up their game too, kind of, yeah, if we could <clears throat> if we could get that trail from there all the way over to, to here. here. Oh, oh man. man, that'd be amazing. That would be killer. Go through Tippy Creek and Oh geez. Yeah. Okay, so um let's see, what else we got? Um we've talked about your background, talked about your businesses. Now are you what's in the what's in the book? What's on the docket for next steps for Ryan Hill? Or or your wife, Sarah. I mean, oh. I, I want to have Sarah in here, obviously. Oh, she's and talk about her. She's story. the boss lady, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just the support crew. It's all her. Um, no, so Sarah, um, she started the medical aesthetics practice downtown. And that has grown quite a bit for her. How long ago did she start that? Um, I we're going on about four years with that. Okay. Uh, so she started that when our youngest was born. So youngest just turned four. Um. And yes, I've turned more and more gray and less and less hair from that one, but she's amazing. Um, but Sarah started that, um, and it was just her. Uh, she was in there doing uh, one machine, um, and now it's expanded to where she's got multiple services. She's got an esthetician in there, which is uh, amazing. She's got a nurse practitioner in there that comes in. So she's got more and more people coming into that building uh, to work alongside her. Um, and it's a great spot just downtown right across from Matt Anthony's there. So she's, 
she's growing that. Um, and honestly, I'm for her, it's great to see the growth of her as an individual coming into a business, right? Um, she's not a typical um, person that would be able to stay at home. Like stay-at-home moms, are, I, I give them all the credit in the world off of that. She wasn't built that way. She, she, we love to co-parent, um, but we also love being out into the community, meeting people. And for her, that was something that grew um, immensely for her in that area of the community. Sure. Um, so I see that practice keep developing. Um, when it comes into Haymaker, we, uh, we are on a point to where we needed to expand. Um, it's now at a point because of COVID, we had a pretty big drop, you know, initially because of what state mandates and things in that nature. Oh, sure. Happened. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so we're in, we're in to the rebuilding process to get back to previously we were at. Um, originally we thought we'd change locations, but for any of you that like are listening to this or are younger thinking about the area with what we have here, uh, work-wise, not, not like just the big orthopedics, but even the small startups, um, you have things in the realms like Nextremity, mm-hmm. um, orthopedic, like all these different ones, you seem to, um, get a younger generation coming into this area. Um, watching things coming into like, you know, where the apartments are coming up, where the housing additions are coming up over by Old Madison, things in that are being centralized to gear to bring young adults and professions into the downtown area. So I very much see Haymaker staying where it's at, um, mainly because I love that it's near Boggs. Um, I'm not the world's best advertiser. I like to keep it kind of a a hidden secret, right? Um, And because of that, it's greater to me when someone like you, like when you were bringing in your friends from, you know, building five in there to the 6am, I get to meet people that were from like Argentina and Brazil that came to this area for a couple of years, but got to meet them and, and get to know who they were. So then the fun thing is when you get to travel, you get to kind of hit up some old people and see how they're doing, where they've gone with their life. But over there on that side, I've seen Warsaw go from this, you know, eight block surrounded area downtown to this expansion north mm-hmm. to I feel like is now expanding a little bit more uh, west to towards that bogs area and I'm loving seeing that. Yeah. So what could we what could we use as a community? What do, what what would you like to see added to the area that we might not have that you think we we would we could use? So part of the reason I got into uh, exercise fitness uh, like going back just a little bit like um one of the reasons I stayed in the West Coast is when us three boys were coming up, we were very blessed and talented into that to where we had to bring a lot of people to us to train. Yeah. Um, but we also traveled all over with other coaches. So my brothers and I always talked about like, what if we moved away to come to educate ourselves outside the realm of what we knew to come back to bring something different to this area? Yeah, right. Um, so me going to out to the West coast, I had my, uh, younger brother, Corey that moved East coast because he was actually, uh, an Olympic hopeful for the U S team for Taekwondo. He was very talented on the Olympic side with that. Um, won a national, not only won a world title when he was younger, but won a national title, uh, as a senior. And he, at that time, uh, traveled 13 countries worldwide to compete internationally for that. So 
he was there for 12 years. So when we came back, this is something that we wanted to bring to the area. Yeah. Um, so Warsaw and Winona Lake, because of the lakes, because of what we had access to with the trails, I thought this could be, I don't know if you ever read like the old men's health, like the 50 fittest cities in the U.S., but they would have things on there. And I'd always daydream like, what if there was like 50 small cities in the U.S.? Could Warsaw, Winona Lake be one of those? Oh, sure. And we yeah. have all the tools to do that. Right, right. Um, so having things into the realm of um, the lake to where we have the, we're starting to have more of the kayak and the um, paddleboard rentals. We're seeing people more active on there with wakeboarding. We're seeing more people active with the trails. We're seeing more people, I'm seeing more people commute uh, back and forth to the bike because of the KCV club and things that we have here. Right, right. Um, I love that. One of the things, again, what's hard in Warsaw, Winona Lake, is what do we do in the wintertime? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, We've heard that pretty consistently. Um, one of the big things that I think is having something like what's going on in Winona now with the ice skate skating rink that's being developed. So you're having that indoor or the, that complex for being able to ice skate, being able to have a, a new community aspect that's not only there, but also as a throwback to when Winona Lake was a big spring break location and the tabernacle that was, it's kind of designed around, I'm, I think that's amazing. Um, the downtown area, we're seeing growth coming in with the businesses. Um, I would love to see, this is just me and kind of selfish. Like I mentioned the landing up in Fort Wayne the other day where uh, my wife and I went up for a date and kind of walked through there. We have just as talented restaurants as what's up there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, to me, I would love to see an area to where young adults moving into the area or just the general population, we could have where, like, say a section, I'll say this landing right here to Center Lake, right? What mm -hmm. if that road was shut down and there was restaurants and shops there that you could walk through at night lit up to be able to come into the lake? That would be something that is a unique destination downtown that people can do at nighttime. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and some open air kind of yeah. of business um, venue. So those are things that I would like to see, and we're starting to see more of that. Like you have every Saturday mornings, like this the farmer market that you see downtown right. in Warsaw. Yeah. That has grown exceptional in the last you know, two years from when yeah. it first started. Yeah, yeah. And, and for anybody who hasn't been there, they should check it out. It's pretty neat. Oh, yeah. We were just down there. Uh, we got homemade uh, tamales last time we were down there. Oh, didn't right even on. realize that was there. Yeah, I didn't know that was there um, But... That was big to me because when I travel all over to other cities, like uh, when I was in D.C. visiting my brother, right outside his apartment complex, there was these farmer markets every Saturday where people were selling honey or um, it was small like brew shops like what we have with Hopboard now where they're right. sitting there, they're bringing their stuff for the local community to be able to see that. Yeah. And we're starting to see more and more of that stuff happen here. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see something like that. that's an outdoor kind of a walkthrough that's going to be um, where you can go to a restaurant, but then walk down to um, something afterwards or a shopping center and see that kind of expand into the downtown. Fantastic. Well, and and just to um, build on the comment about um, seeing more people out and about um, doing activities that are geared more towards hiking, biking, kayaking, canoeing. Um, I see that too. Mm. I see that too. I mean, I've this area has always kind of been more that way anyways yes just because of the winona lake uh area and and people tend to you know you get the triathlons you get people who are kind of more inspired to participate in each one of those uh, activities so that when 
the triathlon occurs, they're ready to do the triathlon, yeah. right? So, um, but I, I see it um, in my neighborhood and we're, you know, north of the airport and I see people biking all over the place. I think we're kind of really hungry for a trail that goes north of the Finally airport. connects that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I see that too. Okay, well... You know, we might have to have you back and do a two-part <laughs> session. So this time has really flown, and I appreciate it. Thank you. But well, we always close me. this with a signature question. Okay, I hope you're ready. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you've listened to any of these other podcasts, but this is the one we hit everybody with at the end. Um, this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Okay, um, it's in conjunction with uh, Lily Lakes and Streams. And so we ask everybody, uh, what does clearly mean to you? <laughs> So it sound, when I hear clearly, um, it always brought me back to why I left and came back, and that's community and family. So this is clearly a community-centered, I mean, you have that in every you know, city, but the tight-knit um, groups that we have here, not just business-wise, but all the individuals, it doesn't feel like an individual. It feels like all those individuals have clearly been put together to develop this unique community. And unless you're here and you're involved in that and really immerse yourself into that, you're, you're not going to get a clear vision of that. So to me, when you see, when I hear clearly, I always think about the word community. That's been very big to my heart and seeing that here. So that would be my answer to that fantastic thank you ryan we appreciate you uh joining the podcast and hearing your story yeah, thank you for having me well ladies and gentlemen this is has been uh the episode of the clearly kosciuszko podcast uh please uh take a listen like share and subscribe and we will see you next time Hey, Jody, I, I finally got uh, Ryan's headset back, so I can actually talk just a little bit <laughs> And now, Ryan's so. back to finish us out uh, strong. Yeah, so you, this has been the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Uh, Jody, thanks for handling the reins today. Oh, this was an I'm, easy one. I'm embarrassed. You know, as a broadcast professional, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you said it. Without my mic- no, I'll own up to it. <laughs> I leave home without my microphone. But, you know, it, sometimes it does happen. Uh, and I will say that I've been trying to buy about 250,000 to 500,000 bushels of soybeans while we've been doing this as well. Explains so the trucks. It, it worked out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. For me. So, but yeah, everybody, uh, this is uh, the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. We thank you all for listening. Uh, Jody r- rattled off where you can find this. And Jody, if I don't get to say it before, and I will say it later probably too, but happy holidays. Yeah, you too, sir. And uh, and let's uh, look forward to a 2022 that's great. And get on out and visit CrossFit Haymaker. I'm sure Ryan will love to have you anytime. Out Absolutely. There. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will talk with you next time. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.